I'm going to take his hands. His beautiful, <laughs> talented hands. This is we have concerns. Hi, Jeff Ganata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Jeff, it's a classic Jeff's choice. Woo! I love a Jeff's choice. It's a classic Jeff's choice, buddy. Here's what we've got. You can yeah. choose. High, highly conceptual space philosophy. Ooh, I'm in. I like it already. Okay. The psychology of video games and what they do to us. It's oh, a tough man. choice. It's a tough choice. It and is that's a tough why, choice. That's why, that's why I had to make it a Jeff's choice because I don't know which way I want to go. I, I think I want to go with the, I want to go with A. I want to go with, uh, I, I think people would expect me to go video games. But I feel like that's going to make me feel like a bad dad. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what's behind curtain B in, in typical Monty, Monty Hall style. I'm going to let you know what you didn't choose. The showcase yeah. you didn't take was study finds video game playing causes no harm to young children's cognitive abilities. I'm a good dad. All you need to know about B is you're a good dad. All right. I feel good about that. But All right, what's A? A is great, Jeff, because A brings us back to, gosh, it's practically where we started this whole thing. We're going back to the Fermi paradox, baby. Hey, that is uh, episode zero of uh, We Have Concerns. I love a good Fermi paradox, uh, although, it, you know, it's terrifying in its ramifications, of course. Sure. So the Fermi paradox is the, is the, whole, the whole thing of like, why haven't we found aliens yet? Where are they? What's yeah. going on? And uh, the Fermi paradox suggests that we might be the only civilization because if there was evidence, we would have found it. Yeah, the, the, the Fermi paradox says uh, there's so much out there that we can see. The law of probability says we should see some evidence that there is some other intelligent life. There should be something unless, out there. Unless something terrible, <laughs> something terrible happened. Yeah, to all of them. And, and the whole thing is like, and if something terrible happened to them, how long do we have until it happens to us? And, you know, right. we've talked about this before and we've talked about all of the, you know, a lot of people who, who disbelieve the Fermi paradox say, hey, because there is so much and because uh, the idea is that, you know, you got to have just the right conditions to create life, it's entirely possible civilizations have come and gone or there are civilizations but they're on a different timeline than us and we just we're not going to be in the same place at the same time in order to right. see them but they're out there we, we got to believe they're yeah. out there because also to to say that we would have found them by now if there was any other life there's also a little bit of like human exceptionalism and, and human centric and human centric view of the universe which we know is come on that's a right. little bit of ego isn't it yes but you know, there's been so much time. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to believe that life started on our timeline. It it just seems probable that something would start so long ago and it would have uh, advanced to the point of intergalactic space travel if there wasn't something that stops that from ever happening. Right. Every time. Right. The great filter, they call it. Yeah. And the great filter was, was what we kind of talked about on one of the... Uh, episode zero we have concerns well yeah. here's <clears throat> here's a new thought which is an old thought okay. but it's a it's an old thought with new research and Ooh. the new research says well they haven't contacted earth because there simply isn't any sign of intelligence here 
<laughs> We're too dumb to be noticed. Yeah. And, and I, you know, when I saw this headline, I thought of it in the way that we usually think of it in the, in the sort of, in the sort of Roddenberryan way where it's like, we cannot interfere with the dummies. The dummies have right. the technology, but until we see that the dummies can use the technology in an intelligent way and in a way that benefits them, we simply cannot interfere. Uh, an intelligent civilization would not get in touch with us, even if we had the technology, until they saw that we could handle it responsibly. That's what I thought this was going to be about, right? Because that's right. sort of a where prime my... prime directive situation. It's a prime directive situation, and it's the way I've always thought about it. I think about, I, I think about it in a sort of a... Um, uh, in a in a in a spies like us sort of way, right? <laughs> right. Where the where well, the aliens is that the movie I'm thinking of? Where the aliens offer the big gun or the good package? No, I don't think spies like us is uh, Russians. Oh, and, that's Dan, uh, Dan, Dan no. Aykroyd and and Chevy Chase. There's and a there's they, a they, Jim Belushi they have sex movie. with the ladies in the tent at the end as the bomb is going off. Oh no, there's a Jim Belushi one. That's where the aliens either give us the big gun or the good package. There's like a thing where I don't know that uh, it's it's a movie that was on cable all the time when I was a kid. And it was it was something that stuck with me for a long time was the idea that, hey, these spies have to get to this place because the aliens have contacted us. They've decided we're intelligent enough. And basically, the Council of Aliens comes to every planet and offers the big gun or the good package. That's what I offer my wife every night. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not. Big gun and um, she would have just shut off this podcast if she heard that. That's true. <laughs> I'd like to remind you that you're the one that always reminds me that your mother listens to this show. That is also true. <laughs> um, my mother, of course, still has not figured out podcasts. So <laughs> um, they are racing against like a group of evil spies that wants the big gun. Mm. And they're trying to get the good package. I see. Um, another thing is, is the aliens in the movie in exchange for this, all they want is a, is a clean glass of water because it's so hard to find in the universe. And so they give him a clean glass of water and he drinks it. He's like, Oh, that's great. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this movie. I feel like I should know this movie. I'm a, not, I don't. Let me tell you something. I don't remember much more of the movie, so it might just be a very clever ending to a very mediocre movie. <laughs> it does. There's a lot of movies in the 80s. But um, um, so this is the, the idea behind this, though, is that like we wouldn't take time to like reach out to the ants. You know, yeah. there's ants and to the ants, they're like, wow, we live in this whole crazy world down here. We're making ant farms. Wow. There really should be more life on there. We're like, we're not going to waste our time because we are so f much more advanced than the ants. We're not going to waste our time reaching out to the ants and being like, hey, ants, what's up? We exist. You yeah, know? well, this is not that. Okay. This actually has nothing to do. This is not taking a moralistic view of, of this thing at all. This is, they've done new math on the probability of this stuff. And they, they say basically, the long and short, unless civilizations are highly abundant, the contact era is shown to be of the order of a few hundred to a few thousand years. Now, a contact era is like, this is this is the period of time in which we would reach out and other people would reach back. Other other civilizations would reach back. So basically, uh, it's shown to be of the order of a few hundred to a few thousand years and may be applied not only to physical probes, but transmissions. 
Consequently, it has shown that civilizations are unlikely to be able to intercommunicate unless their commutative lifetime is at least a few thousand years. And what they're saying is, in the scale of the universe, we have only had the technology for a microsecond, a nanosecond, a femtosecond. I don't know why I went small to big to small, but you know what I mean. I do. So we just haven't been capable of receiving a message long enough to get a message. That's the idea. Yeah, we have not been we have not been trans we have not been sending transmissions for long enough. I mean, you think about it, we started doing this. I mean, radio, we started without knowing we were sending transmissions out in space. We started radio, right. you know, in in the the very beginning of the 20th century, basically. Right. So now, why is that? How do they calculate that length of time? Is it because the universe is so vast that it just that's just how long it takes for a signal to go out and come back? Exactly. Unless unless these aliens not only were receiving uh, our transmissions, but we're also time travelers. <laughs> it, <laughs> it has not gotten to them yet. But here's the other thing. Just, you know, you think about we have SETI, right? We have the SETI, we have the SETI uh, big yeah. satellites that are out there and we're listening. And we've been listening, we've been listening with SETI for, for decades. And one of the hardest things about SETI, you remember SETI at home was like a big thing for people for a long time. We're like, yeah, right. you could, you could use your computer when it was on like a screensaver to download audio chunks from SETI and analyze them for patterns or because there's so much background radiation and, and radio transmissions in the universe that radio waves that they would, it takes a long time to even tell if it's a transmission, like a purposeful transmission. Yeah. So first it has to get to them. They have to start listening when it's getting to them. And then they have to find the purposeful transmission. So and there's probably lots of other stuff to do if you're a super intelligent species. You know, like I, I imagine that you gets put just gets put in a pile, like when I get mail and I'm like, oh, I really need to pay that outstanding doctor bill. I'll get to but it. But I feel fine. Yeah. I feel I fine, so I don't need to pay that doctor bill right it's now. Gonna, it's it's going to be sitting there tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. Maybe it's a super intelligent race of ADHD people. Ooh. <laughs> All the aliens have... ADHD they keep meaning like to do. listen in, but it's so boring to analyze yes. all the data. <laughs> and they like what they do is they analyze the data and they get like 20 minutes into the data and then they realize they haven't been paying attention to the data for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And so they have to rewind over. 10 minutes, but then they uh, have to rewind a little over 10 minutes. Yeah. And then start yeah. listening to the data again so they and remember they realize, where they were. You know, what? You know what actually would be better is if I automated this entire process of listening to the data. I could just like... I could organize, you know what I need is I actually need a calendar to help me remember the days that I organize data. Right. And you know what, actually, in order to get the calendar, it would be really useful for me to just clean this entire workspace to have a place for the calendar. Where am I going to put the calendar right now? There's so much clutter that I can't even tell where I'm going to put the calendar. And they're like, hey, did you, did you hear anything from another civilization today? Uh, no, I've been working on it all day. Not yet. I've been working on it all day. Not. Um, but there's, there's a bunch of stuff that sick they, new calendar though, sick new calendar, <laughs> sick new calendar. Um, so yeah, what they're saying is like, and this is kind of, 
this is kind of something that we've been talking about for a long time too, is just like the odds of this stuff lining up in an infinite and expanding universe is tough. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really tough. So you're just saying we're like ships in the night. All the d- various intergalactic alien intelligent species, all the civilizations that have ever been just ships in the night, just, hey, we're out here, but oh, it just happened when we were prehistoric man and we didn't get it. And then we're like, hey, we're out here. And then, you know, th- that's what's happening. Kind of. And, and the other thing is, that they bring up in, in this is as our technology gets better or as their technology gets better, it's entirely possible that they are listening for different things. Like our radio transmissions since the 1940s, 1930s have become, we're sending way, way weaker transmissions overall. You know, there's stuff that we're specifically beaming into space, right? We're like, yeah. hey, here we are pay attention to us. We're beaming that. But the general radio waves that we're, that we're transmitting now, you think about like in World War II to get a radio signal across the Atlantic, you're talking about these gigantic, you know, kilo, I don't know, like 60 kilowatt transmitters or something like that, like ridiculous transmitters. Um, now, our radio signals are like, so you think about like Wi-Fi signals, you think about cell phone signals, you think about like the sort of radio frequencies that we're transmitting now. And it's like, we have sensitive stuff that picks up really weak signals. So they could have sensitive stuff that picks up really weak signals. But now we're also talking about how far away we are and how much those signals weaken over distance, right? right. So that's the other thing is like, if you send like a gigahertz signal, out into space over 25 light years. Um, you, you sort of like, you lose like one tenth to the power of 38 of the power of the transmission signal. So that doesn't seem like a lot. But as we're transmitting the signal farther and farther to the star, like to the star system, say that's like 25 light years away. So we said something like that's a petawatt, like a huge signal. Over 25 light years, the received signal becomes 10 to the negative power of 23, which is something called a yak. It's a yaktawatt. It's a baby watt. Yeah, it's a little baby watt because it's to the that's negative cool. power of 23. So it's like, it's incredibly minuscule. So you think about the- Yaktawatt, by the way, is my favorite extended universe character. Dude, no spoilers for quantum mania. You can't do that to people. If they find out that Yachtawatt shows up. <laughs> That's the third uh, post-credit scene when Yachtawatt's like, hey! He's like, he shows up and he's like, razzle dazzle, baby! And people go, That's what Yachtawatt says. That's what Yachtawatt said to Spider-Man. He said, Razzle Dazzle, baby. <laughs> Shocking. They got actually got Brad Pitt to play Yachtawatt, which is I don't know shocking. if he's uh, yeah, I I don't know if he's coming back. um so basically it's gonna be like a typical noise level in the universe is like one gigahertz so it would be almost impossible for a civilization to see this signal 25 light years away they they would have such a hard time picking it up and as we're as the things that we're sending out are going farther and farther out there like we're finding out that like 
well, there ain't anybody as close as we think, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we've seen pretty far away at this point and we're like, if we're talking about the kind of thing where we're sending out transmissions and we ain't even, and we're sending Yachtawatts to the t- to where they are, we're trying yeah. to razzle dazzle them at the, at the power of a Yachtawatt. Yeah. You need a little more oomph. They're not even seeing it. They're not hearing it. They can't pick it up. But I think for me, the, the thing that I still haven't wrapped my head around how this doesn't rectify the Fermi paradox for me is that part of the Fermi paradox says we're on such a long timeline mm-hmm. that the overwhelming probability is that there is some civilization that is so far advanced that has advanced so far that all of those limitations, all of that, all of that difficulty in communicating all of the, they've overcome that, that, Technologically, they are advanced to the point where we should see some evidence of their expansion throughout the universe if they were capable. Of it. If, if we're on a trajectory as a species to do that, yeah, then other species should be as well. And the timeline is so long, it makes no sense that there hasn't been at least one that has done it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Would we, but, but then I, I think about distance and time and our level of technology and it's like, would we see it? Right. Would we be able to see there? It's like you're saying with the giants and the ants, like it's less about us being like, would we be able to see it? And it's on them to be able to see us <laughs> and try to, and try to contact us. Right. But the more, <laughs> as I'm thinking about it though, and I'm thinking about this. And we've only been sending stuff out for, you know, for 50, 60 years, something like that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm still not unconvinced that there are other civilizations out there. I'm just more and more convinced that, like, oh, we're going to be, we're going to need to be looking and transmitting for like a thousand years. If this new math is right, we haven't even begun sending stuff out to where people are going to hear it. Yeah. It's and that then, would be funny if a thousand years, uh, you know, human civilization, whatever it looks like, they get a message back. They're like, "Hey, we got that golden record." Crazy about that Elvis track, and the thousand years civilization of humans is like, "What? What? what who's what what's now? an Elvis? <laughs> yeah. What's a record? Exactly. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and that, my friend, is the plot to Star Trek: The Motion Picture. <laughs> but i mean that's 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 the thing is we're sending if we're sending something out for a thousand years and then they get it and then they're able to send it back even if they send it back instantly yeah thousand years from now they're definitely sending it back to a completely different civilization you think about where we were a thousand years ago Ooh, buddy Oh, buddy. Right, exactly. We, they, we, I don't know don't, anything about what was going on. I mean, I do, exactly. but like very little. Right. You're going to have nothing no, so, to talk to me about. So what's the new research here? The new research here is, is, is presenting this, this theory, or did they actually do some calculations? It's the, hey, this is how long. I, like the, the, the window notion that you presented of needing to be X number of years long in order to actually receive a thing is fascinating to me. Does it say how they came to that? Yeah. So they, it's a bunch of math. 
So, wow. all right. <laughs> yada, yada, yada it for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they built on some on some of the more recent research. So first of all, there's the rare earth hypothesis, hypothesis right? They were they were building yeah. on that, which basically says all life is rare. Right. Right. And that was that was a, a big a big paper about the Fermi paradox, like in in back in the year 2000. Then they ratified that in 2018 to say, like, mm, intelligent life is rare. Let's say that because mm-hmm. uh, they did some more math. So now what they're saying is like. Basically. Then they said, well, aliens have probably already visited the solar system and not seen anything. Wow. Right. That yeah. was like the, that was like a paper in like 2018. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that says like, the particular properties of extrasolar object inspired the space probe hypothesis, which is like maybe they're sending probes, right? But yeah. then there was a bunch of reports on unidentified aerial phenomenon that raised questions about the origin and nature of like these things that could be space probes. But all the new research says, nope, none of them were space probes. <laughs> <laughs> these are all just things. Sure. These are all just we we looked and we figured out more things and we did more math and so now what they're saying is like it all has to come down to a techno signature. Like we can say that there are like 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 yeah. What they said is it it, it has to do with the amen break. Everything comes back to the amen break. We know this. Intelligent life. Um so basically what they're saying is like, okay, life is like intelligent life is rare. We know that it's not nearby. We know that a lot of the things that we previously thought could be uh unmanned aerial probes from other civilizations we now know are not their natural phenomenon. Now what we have, the one certain thing that we have that we know can be sent out into space forever because we're doing it is a techno signature, artificial radio transmissions, um, yeah. some, some That's why sort we need of an army of daft punks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to reach out. They're bringing Beyond. them out of retirement. <laughs> they just need to. I mean, it's, they were dressed for it the whole time, Anthony. Somewhere on the French countryside, the science version of Nick Fury just showed up. And, <laughs> science and, Fury. Science yeah. Fury showed up at Daft Punk's. Nick, Nick Analysis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> showed up where these two guys are just chilling, watching their amount of money go up. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> and said, Daft Punk. I'm getting a team together. And they said, you son of bitch. We are in. (laughs) Um, No. So what we're looking for is we're looking for like, so planets can remain biotic for billions of years. We know that because our planet's been biotic for billions of years. You can have life on the planet for billions of years and you can have that life without sending out any sort of a techno signature. Right. So Earth's techno, so like now we're sending out Earth's techno signature, but we've only been sending it out for a very small amount of time. It would still be 
undetectable to alien civilizations unless they're sufficiently nearby. Right. Um, the, in, the information about Earth being home to a technological civilization has not yet reached beyond 100 light years. Okay. Hasn't, we haven't traveled that far enough in the universe. It's still, it's still traveling. The radio waves are still going out. A hundred years when we've been around for a billion. Yeah. Come on. Come on. And we're like, why haven't we heard anything yet? Baby, be patient is what they're saying. Hmm. What they're saying is, I only have this very brief window of time that I'm on this planet, Anthony, and I need to know now. I know that's the trick. The trick is. Uh, people like you and me, all we want, like what I want more than anything in the world, like anything in my life is to be a person who's alive when we know that there are aliens and we get That'd to talk so to them. Cool. I just want to be alive the, during first contact. The whole thing with the weather balloons uh, recently, you know, eh, yeah. it was cool. It was a brief moment where I was like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the moment. Maybe this is, this is when we all, I, I was alive. Do you think there are whimsical window. aliens who would approach us on weather balloon? Why not? You know, <laughs> why not? It's kind of a little prince situation. It's, it's, a, it's, situation, it's a very, yes. it's a very like whimsical, like French, yeah. like childlike. And that's why they need Daft Punk. They're like, hello. <laughs> and, they, and they sound like Mrs. Doubtfire. That's right. Welcome to the future. Yeah, the the, um, <laughs> the the uh the analogy to the ants is applicable here too because if the ants look up the first time I make contact with the ants, I'm holding a ridiculously large magnifying glass at them. It's also whimsical, you know. It, it causes the burning death of many of their comrades, sure. But mm-hmm. the first image that they have of me when they look up and they go, ah, "There's a giant creature holding." What is that? That is a that's adorable. They're holding a giant magnifying glass. Look at that. Yeah. So it's it's basically just like, look, we we're, we've been looking for transmissions aimed at us. We're aiming transmissions out. We've been sending transmissions out without knowing it for like almost a hundred years. Yeah. But that ain't nothing. Not enough. It's not enough. And like if they've and and you know, you picture you picture some aliens and flying saucers or whatever just buzzing by and listening as they buzz by. Man, maybe the last time they buzzed by was like 150 years ago. Yeah. And the next time they buzz by, it's gonna be another ten thousand years. We checked that spot. Yeah, no, we, we looked checked that spot. No, there we looked there. Are you sure? Yeah. Did you really look there? It's like, yeah, look at the calendar. I put yeah. up a whole calendar. <laughs> I, oh, by the way, your workspace looks really clean. Thank you. Very impressive. Thank you. And then the, <laughs> I've been working really hard on it. And then that same alien comes back five minutes later and the whole thing is trashed. <laughs> it's like, what happened? It was not a good system. I didn't. I had to start over. It was a bad system. Are you sure you checked that other? You're sure? Yes. We definitely went by there. They, ha- they had water. They had water. Like, cl- like, like clean water? I didn't taste it. Oh, man. I could really go for some clean water right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so the feels like the only actionable stuff that comes out of this, though, is wait, just wait longer. That's it. Wait. That sucks. That is not cool. I don't like that. The answer is just keep waiting. That doesn't work for my 
stupid biological lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, here's here's the thing. They they say that even if. Even if a civilization was looking, there are a lot of things that are like in the way of of us and other civilizations were like they wouldn't bother to look past us. So we have to wait for the techno signature. Like there are things where like, hey, like Earth's like if you think about like us, if we had the resources, we wouldn't consider sending like Rosetta style missions to every single asteroid in an asteroid belt or every single comet in in an Oort cloud, right? That's just not efficient. It's not efficient. So you've got to send one thing to one area if you're sending out anything and just wait, wait in some clear space for a clear transmission. Huh. That's wild. This notion of we're just a, a big needle in a giant haystack. And there's other needles, lots of other needles, but they're just happened to be looking at the other parts of the haystack, right? Right when you were, you became a needle. Well, and here's, and here's the thing that we got to think about mathematically too, is we became a needle because somebody is still shoveling hay into this haystack. It keeps getting bigger. Things keep getting farther away at a speed, especially as you get farther away from us. It's expanding faster. So the farther away something is, a civilization is, they're getting exponentially farther away all the time. Huh. So we just got to wait. And it's going to be a few thousand years at least according to the math that they've done. Wow. That's a bummer. That is almost worse than the Fermi Paradox because at least the Fermi Paradox has some like fireworks at the end you, you know can I mean? make a you could definitely make a movie about the fermi paradox yeah. right fermi you could, paradox has some cool like has a cool uh, uh, shocking conclusion it's like oh hey if you read the whole fermi paradox the end is maybe we all blow up you know uh yeah. this one is like you get <laughs> we either to the kill end ourselves or there's a thing out there killing yeah. us all yeah. Oh, it that's sh- exciting. It shows up and it's just like <laughs> razzle dazzle. <laughs> Brad Pitt? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's Yachto. Uh, but this 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 idea is just uh oh no, no, you you, just, you you're here too early. You're uh, it's just a little you're Nobody a little wants early. to hear be patient on any Nobody. level in their life. Never. Nobody. Listen, I got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. I will tell you. Nobody wants, are, nobody wants to hear five more minutes. Nobody wants to hear wired. almost there. We are wired from birth to hate and be patient. Oof. Oof. Imagine we are on a, we are on a cosmic level asking if we're there yet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. On are, a cos- are they here yet? Are they here yet? <laughs> daddy, That's daddy, you said we would go see the aliens. When are we going to see the aliens? <laughs> Are they here yet? Are they here no, yet? Just wait longer. Can we go to the aliens, Daddy? Are they going to? No, shut the so, fuck up. The bummer <laughs> about this is that this is the car ride where we all die before we get there. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Listen, everyone dies. My, well, I'm not. I'm not having children. But if I did, your your great 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 grandkids. Yeah, we'll they might arrive. see it. They we'll might see it. Disneyland. Yeah, they, they will. will get to they will get to go to the zoo. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. The zoological uh, expedition. <laughs> yes. We will all die in transit. It is up to our children to take to their children, to take their children, to take their children to yeah. the rest stop with the bathrooms. So then their children can take their children. <laughs> it's a terrible ending to this story. It's a terrible hey. ending. Yeah, man. I don't know what to tell you. I thought this was going to be a way out of the Fermi paradox, but I want back in. I want back into the Fermi paradox. It was at least exciting and fun there. Yeah, no, no, it's not exciting or fun. It turns out that the world and the universe are equally boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, not we'll, sorry. Do you think we'll ever see that day? Do you think, do you think we'll, we'll wipe ourselves out before we get there? Do you think there is actually a great filter, even, even with this? Like the filter happens before we even get to the window? Filter, then window. Or do you think window before filter? Oh, boy. That's a great question. I partic- I'm particularly... I do believe in a sort of... Star Trek, the next generation sort of vibe of it where it's like, oh, we're, we're going to come real close to destroying ourselves. Like it's going to be Mad Max for a while, but we're going to come out of that. Um, Cause right now, like when I think about it, when I think about what it would take for, for AI to be democratizing for, uh, for the sharing of resources to be efficient for all of this stuff. What it requires is a complete toppling of the way we've built our civilization currently. Yeah. But that, that doesn't mean that humanity disappears or we wipe ourselves out or we nuke the planet, but it means that we're, we're going to go through some really rough times when, when the percentage that benefits the most from this particular type of civilization is really going to try to hold on to this type of civilization. And it's going to be a real bad time for a while, I think. But we will, I do, I am optimistic in in the way that it says like, well, once that's over though, we're going to come out of it a much better civilization. So I don't necessarily believe the great filter is, is exists or is all encompassing or necessarily applies to us. But I do think we probably are a very long way off from from contacting anybody because our current means of contact are probably going to fall apart with our current civilization and the new the new the new folks with the better stuff are going to build better stuff and that's when mm. things are going to happen. Well, yeah, I, don't, I I I can dig that. I my feeling about the Fermi paradox and the great filter, you know, before this conversation happened was that it felt most plausible to me that if there is a great, uh, a great filter, it involves the fact that in order for any civilization to get to the point where they have harnessed the resources of their planet sufficiently to the point where they can extend beyond the boundaries of that planet. Yeah. Then in doing so, they probably sucked their planet drive resources to the point where it becomes unsustainable as it seems we are doing, you know, that, that the process of expanding beyond the limits of the planet of your origin literally depletes that planet of life sustaining resources. Right. And so you, you know, it, it, you destroy it in trying to advance beyond it. And that, that might be the great filter. I can Um, see that happening. I can see that happening. 
You're talking about a Dr. Otto Octavius situation where you want the power of the sun in the palm of your hand. Indeed. Indeed. As do we all. As do we all. Um, folks, if you want to discuss the heat death of the universe and whether we're going to communicate with anything other than human beings before the heat death of the universe, a great place to do it. A fun place to have a horrible discussion would yeah. be our, I would say, our Discord. I would also agree. Our Discord's a fantastic place. There's amazing people hanging out there. They're posting stories from which we often gain inspiration for this show. They're talking about their concerns and they're talking about uh, adorable things like pets. It's all there in the Discord and it only costs you a single US dollar per month. That's almost nothing. It's that's very right. little. Uh, uh, if you, uh, you want to access to the Discord. That's right. So if you want to join, you can head to uh, patreon.com slash we have concerns. And as you give a little more, you will get a little more, including uh, bonus episodes, bonus videos, all kinds of, you can get early stuff, all kinds of neat things. Just check out patreon.com slash we have concerns. 